0: Chris, the dating doc. And what's this episode all about? It's going to be about Dave Chappelle. But first off, we're going to talk about the I'm just seeing what's out there mentality. Stay tuned. Chris, the dating doc. Back at it. Back at it. And I say back at it because, you know, I felt a little tinge of guilt. Um, I had the schedule set up where I was going to drop my YouTube videos On Mondays, which I think I'm I'm pretty part of the course on that. And the podcast side of the house, which you're listening to right now, I was going to drop, I believe, Wednesdays. And now here we are on a Sunday. And yes, there's that there's that mental formula in my head of. All right. I need to be able to have enough me time, enough um, of a reset for my mental health side of the house before I engage in creative projects. But at the same time, as a business owner, I have to put myself in the shoes of those that consume the information. Hey, they're waiting. What the heck, guy? So um, so I'm gonna get a little bit better about that. Uh, so what's been going on? So we had a speed dating event this past Friday. It was our second ever event after COVID since um, March of last year. And it was great. Uh, it really went well. We sold over 94% of tickets. Everyone that bought tickets showed up and, um, you know, the thing about it is that people find out about the event through different, different marketing channels. For example, we have a huge group that here is it from meetup. Meetup.com is obviously more of a social events platform. It's a place to find out what sort of local events are happening. Eventbrite is similar to that in fashion. It's more of a ticketing platform, but it also has an events calendar type of uh, setup there. And then the ones that hear about me through Instagram are interesting because Instagram is where I I drop a lot of my date coaching, self-development type content. So what ended up happening uh, was the fact that the, the attendees, when they came up to me after the event, um, a lot of their feedback had to do more with how they utilize the event as a way to get through some things or as a way to develop their social skills or as a way to th- their primary function had to do more with the inner work than the socializing piece, of, you know, the connecting with someone. Whereas Meetup, Eventbrite and even the uh, the Facebook uh, advertising that I did, they were more focused on on the make it was a great event uh, again I, I, I can't stress enough i always have these little takeaways you know what went well what went wrong big what went well was the fact that i received feedback that this was the most organized speed dating event that uh, they've gone to which was great very flattering one of the downs had to do more of the establishment itself loud music we turn it down dj turns it up we turn it down again dj sneaks up the volume all the way up again there's a little bit of that angst of me wondering if i'm going to use that establishment again so what am i going to work on i'm going to actually be sending out the emails that are going to let participants know who they matched up with so for those that don't know i'll keep it real short the way speed dating works is ladies stay seated Gentlemen will go to the stations corresponding with the number on, on their name tags. And this is all based on the order of when they came in to register for the event. Then I call a timer. And then every five minutes, men switch out to the next station and they mark on their sheet, yes or no, I'm interested in this woman or not. And same thing, woman's also marking yes or no. If there is a mutual match, they will receive each other's emails. The cool thing about this is there. There's no catfishing, there's no swiping, there's no messaging and ghosting. It is full on interaction, full on interaction. And on top of that, it draws back to the yesteryears of people putting their phone away and just truly being in the moment. Speaking of yesteryears, we are going to talk about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, in my opinion, my opinion, okay, he is the ultimate connector. He's connected a lot of people for good, bad, and ugly recently with his recent special on Netflix called The Closer. Sparked a lot of controversy in the uh, trans community, but it also has something deeper to say about the hypocrisy of some movements and the point he was trying to make. Stay tuned. As you saw the title of this podcast episode, it's going to to be divided up into two topics here. First one that I'm going to uh, speak on is the I'm just seeing what's up, what's out there type of mentality when it comes to dating, especially online dating, when people are self-promoting, they're non-committal, yet I want it all type of of mindset type of mentality. It is, (laughs) it's a social epidemic in the dating world keep seeing this i scroll through profiles on bumble tinder not so much but hey um, i need to get back on the hinge but i do see it a lot on bumble i see anything synonymous with i'm just kind of getting back out there uh i uh not really looking for anything serious but want to be respected it's this very gray area i don't want you to get my tone confused and think okay he's purely against it i'm gonna to try to keep a very neutral neutral observation type of mindset so first off it is very ambiguous it is very ambiguous it's like me going to car dealership and i get a test drive a vehicle but the you know the the salesman is like or saleswoman salesperson they're like well you can test out the vehicle but we're just not quite sure if you can buy it I was like, "Well, what do you mean? You're not quite sure? Like, I, I, I tested out the car. I think it's a great car. I think uh, it has a lot of the features I want. It's the exact color I want. It's got the leather uh, interior. It's the mileage works great. I want this vehicle." And you're sitting in the parking lot, and basically the the salesperson is saying, "Well, I'll, I'll get back to you, but there's just no promises that that you know you you can have this car." So here's the thing. How would you feel in that, in that, in that moment, if you especially kept going to every car dealership and they told you the same, right? You're like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to another car dealership and I'm going to try to ask for the same exact car or something very similar to it. You go to the same dealership or you go to another dealership and they keep telling you the same thing. Hey, I'm glad you tested out the ride. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad, but, um. We'll call you back to see if, if you could buy it. After a while, you're like, okay, cool. I had a lot of fun test driving, but now I have to get into the mindset that there's really no promise that I can have. I can have this that fits my preferences, that fits what I want. Now, obviously, this analogy is not 100% accurate. We're talking about a transactional object, right? A, a, a pay this amount to then therefore get a car. Though again, it could be argued that if you're in the sugar baby, sugar daddy culture, there's definitely a transaction there, but that's a little bit beside the point. When it comes to this very non-committal, I'm just seeing what's out there. It does feel like the 30-day trial that you're not even sure if they're going to upgrade to become a full member. And and the worst part of it for me is that the person that that is in this uh, or lack of better words in this half-assed mentality what do they expect to gain out of it they are risk adverse but they want it right they, they want the respect they want the fun but it's so ambiguous that i don't know what kind of value system that person leads with are there a lot of trust injuries in the past right are there has this person, he or she, have they experienced so much pain and trauma in their past that they are risk-averse, right? Again, these what I call trust injuries. I'm sure it's been used in um, you know, other self-help books, but enough trust injuries will make you very, very iffy about the process. But again, they have to realize that they are dealing with another person. It is not from a place of self-serving. And that lack of awareness is what will make them lose out. Because I may want the car. I may want that car, okay? And the fact that you can't give me that car, I'm going to move on until I get that car. So why why would you lead from a place of of ambiguity, right? It just doesn't make sense. The non-committal piece. There is nothing wrong to committing to an open relationship if that's what you want. If you want the fun and you want to exercise your options, but you want the emotional connection with someone, you can create that as a relationship, okay? In the kink world, they have that, okay? In some Latin cultures, even way, way back in the times, there's even countless romantic stories about the mistress or the mister. And it was even well understood concubines in ancient Japanese cultures, okay? so. For, for you to say, well, I don't want to really commit to a relationship because I just want to have my fun. Well, maybe you do want the emotional connection, but you don't even know how to define that relationship. You have to have a concrete value system of what you're looking for. It cannot be this, I'm just seeing what's out there. I'm just kind of shopping. I don't really know what I want. You're dealing with humans here. Goes back to all the benefits but no promised effort. Do you know how selfish that comes off? Okay, maybe I lied. try to be a neutral and biased, but yeah, it does frustrate me. What I'm calling for, what I'm calling for from, from anyone and everyone that fits into this category is to truly define the kind of relationship you want. If you want to joke around and say, look, I'm doing a two-week trial, and by the third or fourth month, I'm going to have life figured out And I'm going to settle with one of you. If you want to play your own version of Bachelor Bachelorette, and that's what you want to put on your online profile, so be it. But there has to be some sort of concrete thing. You don't go on a marathon and say, I'm just going to run until they tell me to stop. No, you know how long you have to run. Okay, that's why they call it a 5K. It's not just, you know, hey, let me just run 200 feet and then I'm done. You're not getting the t-shirt what I'm calling on is, is this gray area, non-committal. I'm just kind of, you know, dipping my toes into it. Not really looking to make the effort, but I want all the benefits. You need to define what the heck you want because people that are aware, even if they have their own trust injuries, they will not spend time on you because they, there's so much ambiguity. They don't know what you're about. When you even test drive, if you want to go back to that analogy. And, you know, this very non-committal attitude, I honestly think, is bleeding over into work, into family, into friends. It's almost acceptable to ghost and flake and just kind of be in the religion of self. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. 4.3 million Americans, U.S. citizens, Americans, Right the americas is the whole hemisphere but 4.3 million in the u.s have quit working since april and i got that okay i understand that some industries are just rough they're not paying their employees well the uh workforce conditions just do not call for something that's worth it but come on now i'm pretty sure in that in in the 4.3 million there's There definitely is a section of that, of of those 4.3 million that are honestly just very non-committal and do not want to do the work, going back to that religion of self. And there's a symbiotic relationship when you cannot commit to a job, how can you emotionally even want to commit to another person, to a stranger that could be the person that you, you grow a family with? Some just can't even get through the the initial mental threshold of what even does it mean to be committed to someone. Emotionally invest, be there to protect them, give them their space, give them the physical touch, give them sexual satisfaction, be a good communicator. I don't I honestly, even people in their 30s and 40s and beyond who, who weren't addicted to their phones as as, as children. not sure if they even understand it anymore so again a recap the I'm just seeing what's out there crowd you need to truly define if you're just gonna be a test ride forever okay you wanna die alone that's fine put that on your profile I'm just here looking for test trials I like the variety of dating I like the novelty of seeing new people whether it's sexual or not. Or define exactly what you want. All right? All right, stay tuned. We got this next section. It's going to be a juicy one. Well, I'm I'm going to do it. I'm going to go and talk about something that is in the social political realm, but it definitely does transition over into what we call First Amendment, healthy communication, uh, gaslighting. We're trying to avoid gaslighting. So we're talking about Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, my man, okay? And I say my man because he does not give a fuck. Yes, you heard it right. He doesn't give a fuck what you think. He's stating his opinion to the point that he is even wanting to make a point on the hypocrisy of certain movements that have gone and sabotaged things that he is passionate about to the to the this is what gets me about this <clears throat> we live in a very spoiled country here very spoiled country the fact that we the people, not the politicians, not the powers that be, we the people are bastardizing the First Amendment. I'm not even sure if it's been programmed that way. You know, maybe the media, maybe they said, you know what, we're going to let, you know, these powerful people, the cabal, maybe said, we're going to let citizens themselves kill the First Amendment, the freedom to self-express, the freedom to, to just be themselves. No, the irony of it Is that those that are extremely looking to express themselves, looking for rights, they will shut down, kill people's careers for small infractions, for tweets. That is not inclusion. That's not collective respect. To me, that's not the American way. Your freedom of speech matters, but ours doesn't what I mean by ours is someone who who doesn't agree what kind of hypocrisy is that that's not a reflection of American values the inclusion part yes but to be neighborly to be able to say you know what let me hear what this person has to say I may not agree with it I may not understand it but both sides need to work together we are addicted to discord and dysfunction Dave Chappelle doesn't give a fuck And I love that because that is that pragmatic mentality that I adopt. You know, when a coaching client says, you know, I'm kind of offended by how bold you are. I say, well, I'm offended by the fact that you've been wasting your time going on dates and using men or women. And you're offended by what I'm telling you. I'm here to help you. Life is offensive. Life is rough. So it's to the point here where the First Amendment is to protect everyone. Now, in 2021, there are a lot of groups that they want it, right? Me, 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 me. Fuck the other groups. It only matters if it's me, right? And that's the point David Chappelle was trying to make. He said, it's funny until it applies to you. Comedy is going to die if we keep going down this road. We need to truly fight back when it comes to First Amendment. Hey, here, I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes to my own personal beliefs and, and movements, I can agree to back the blue, right? I, I, can, I can support cops, but I can also call them out on BS, such as cops stomping someone's head, such as uh, the fact that they can quietly, quietly calm down a serial killer and just you know, bring them in, but someone selling cigarettes on the streets gets choked to death. But I also support the blue because at the same time, there's things that do not make media, they're not on camera, where they're saving lives. There's good cops out there that are in their community, that are out there interacting in the hood. Doesn't make the camera, doesn't make world star, doesn't you know, it's, it's it doesn't become viral. So you see what I'm saying is, I can call out on the same BS and at the same time support a movement. Same thing in a relationship. I can be very loving and support you, but I'm not going to just be like, hey, I'm just going to sit back and accept everything you do. No, there's a standard of conduct here when it comes to relationship. And that woman would respect that because she knows that I can offer that love while at the same time offering that standard. And it's very real. The issue at hand is that you can cry and complain all you want, but all of a sudden when we want you to uphold the standard, then you start crying. No. The thing about Dave Chappelle is that the this doc, this uh, stand-up special, uh, the closer, his entire point, even towards the end of it, was was tone deaf to other movements. Okay, especially the trans community, the trans uh, LGBTQ community. The point he was trying to make was, do not hijack my movement. To the point it doesn't matter anymore, but all of a sudden I'm supposed to care about yours because the trans community, okay? The, he was he was he was telling a, a, a segment or a skit. I'm, I'm you know I don't want to spoil it in case you haven't seen it yet. But he talks about one of his trans friends who was also a comedian and how they took their own life. They jumped off a building because their own community. They're back on, on day. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine your own support system? Because all of a sudden you decided, you know what? I have a friend who may be transphobic, but overall he's a great person. I support him. But I also have this community that supports me. And all of a sudden, the community that that is, happens to be part of your identity. They happen to be transsexuals. They eat their own to the point that they jump off a building. And that's it. Life done. Because the tweets. That's what gets me about this nation. We're so hurt about tweets, about words on a screen. Dave Chappelle is the ultimate connector because he has people talking right now. He's saying, what is the validity of the First Amendment? What's this whole cancel culture? Because I'll tell you what, if we knew all your secrets, those that want to cancel others, we could easily cancel you. These People that are alcoholics, addicted, abusers, that are part of the cancel movement. They're out there trying to cancel others that are in the spotlight, that are in public figures. They can't take self-accountability. It does not matter. This is beyond whether it's LGBTQ, BLM, uh, uh, Blue Lives Matter, left or right, if you can't take self-accountability, you need to stop canceling others. This country needs to get back to inclusion, accountability, and respect. It's the same thing in relationships. We are so dysfunctional that there is no way we can even have relationships. If as a country, we are more addicted to the debate. And the divide instead of trying to find common ground. And actually looking at values that matter. Does this person listen? Does this person consider both viewpoints? Can this person practice patience? Doesn't matter what religion you are. Just bottom line, don't be an asshole. And don't be a hypocritical asshole. There's a lot of gaslighting going on right now. These movements. Doesn't matter if it's a cult. Doesn't matter if it's a social, political, whatever. Bottom line, as long as you can get two or three people that agree and more people join, then you have a movement. If people said, you know what, we're going to jump off cliffs while holding ice cream cones, that's a movement. If three or more people agreed, we're just going to walk off a cliff with an ice cream cone in hand, and now they're called the Ice Cream Cream Self-Deletion Band. There's a movement, and I'm pretty sure they'll get on Twitter and talk about flat earth theories or whatever and, and stir the pot and piss on people that agree uh, maybe we should walk off the cliff and guess what maybe, maybe we, we can eat instead of ice cream it's okay to eat skittles uh, taco sushi no it is wrong you're supposed to walk off the cliff of ice cream what are you doing for serving your own life and eating skittles you are wrong we're canceling you that's, that's where we're at, okay? I saw a meme that made me laugh that said, we're getting to the point where we're gonna cancel shampoo so it doesn't offend bald people. People, we have got to wake up. This is not good. What, what, what is gonna be the solution? Everyone gets canceled to the point that no one, no one wants to communicate anymore. No one wants to speak up anymore. And they're only gonna have a disdain for that group that wanted to cancel everyone. And now the fact that everyone's just canceling each other, that is not neighborly. Dave Chappelle, you got my back. I know the point you're trying to make. And you proved it. Everyone that gave, you know, that went around and gave that backlash, they proved it. They are selfish to their own opinions. And they don't get offended by other movements. They don't care about other movements until it affects them. Me as a military guy, I have had to be part of, quote unquote, other movements. I don't agree with you know, our, our involvement in some places. But guess what? I had a mission. And I had to back my soldiers to left and right, whether they agreed or disagree with it. We as a country, we don't even want to back each other up we'd rather win these small internet battles this is chris the dating doc find me on instagram the dating doc give me a shout out find me on youtube please say hi i want to i want to get to know who you are let's humanize this chris the dating doc signing out peace